Let's get started. Dear kind and heavenly Father, thank you so much for bringing us together this morning. Thank you for spared lives, Father, because we know it is a true privilege to be able to open our eyes and see another day. Lord, we're asking that you continue to guide us to all things true, to all things righteous. May we be blessed by the study today and go on to bless others. We ask that you um, be with the people in the life, comfort them in their times of need, strengthen them, um, help them to avoid distractions during this time with you, Lord, so that they can take every ounce of what is here present. I ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, guys. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Okay, um, let's put you up here. Let's put you up here. Okay, um, I've got my laptop out. Let's put this to the one side. Let's put this over here. Okay, so we are... Oh, let me move this over here. Let's get, let's get it together. Okay, so I already said to you the title I already told you the title guys it is glad in the lord we are to be the promise is to be gladness we are meant to be happy christians <laughs> i you know what let me just change that not necessarily happy christians but we are meant to find joy in the lord right we are meant to be joyful christians and there there is a difference guys because um i feel like this whole thing about being happy all the time is just um we can be in pursuit of happiness, but I don't think we can ever, ever be happy. Does that make sense? Well, I think joy is something that we can achieve. We can achieve joy, true joy in Jesus if we remember things and we focus on the, the stuff that he has told us to focus on rather than the things that the enemy tries to distract us with. So we are promised gladness in the Lord. And we're reading Psalm 104 verse 34. Um, the Scripture says, my mediation of him shall be, sorry, my meditation. I'm sorry, guys. My meditation of him shall be sweet. You know, um, I keep saying this, but the enemy is so clever in the ways in which he has ripped apart the Bible. He's tore apart the Bible, guys, and he has taken wording he has taken phrases he has taken literal events and he's twisted them for his own pleasure and for our undoing and things like meditation things like um manifestation things like um oh gosh um visions even right they're not bad meditating is not bad manifesting is not bad. Having visions doesn't mean you're insane. They're not bad. These are things given to us from God, but our meditation should be of him. Our manifestation should be through him. Our visions should be from him. And what we do is we want to be the him. We want to be the him. We want to manifest. We want to um, meditate to us, to ourselves. We want to be at one with ourselves, right? We want to have visions made from our own doing. 
So the, 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 the actual act itself isn't bad. Meditating isn't bad. It's just that we have to make sure our source of that meditation is Jesus Christ. We have to make sure our source of those visions is the Holy Spirit. We have to make sure our source for manifestation is through Jesus Christ. That is the only thing. So let's try to realise and like learn how the enemy works, the devices that he has out there to actually rip us apart from the source, take us away from the true source of these things, right? We can meditate through Jesus. We can meditate on Jesus. We can meditate on the word. And it says in Psalm 104, meditation of him shall be sweet, but not meditation of anyone else, through anyone else, towards anyone else. Are you with me, guys? Are you with me? Are you with me? Are you there? <laughs> you there? Good, 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 good. Okay, so just wanted to clarify that because I think sometimes, especially when it comes to things like, um, you know, um, Things of this world, I'm not going to go into too, too much depth, but things of this world, we have to just be careful that even though we hear these words in the Bible, we have to realise the difference between the world doing it and us doing it is that our source is the one and only true God, Jesus, right? The one and only true God, God the Father. It's literally the source that makes the whole difference where and who you are praying to, okay? But meditation is not bad. Manifestation is not bad. It's just make sure you are manifesting through Jesus Christ and through the Holy Spirit, not on your own doing, not with your own stones and rocks and no, 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 okay? So my meditation of him shall be sweet, I will be glad in the Lord. My meditation of Jesus, thinking of Jesus, thinking of him, thinking on him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. We're going to Psalm, Psalm 104, verse 34, guys. Psalm 104, verse 34. And there's so many different, for Psalm 104, there's so many different like um, verses, like they, they don't really run, run, um, run concurrently is it concurrently they don't they run concurrently they don't really run consecutively <laughs> so I'm gonna just read the verse that it points to I might read a couple actually um let's read it from here it says he uh, it says the glory of the Lord shall endure forever the glory of the Lord shall endure forever guys the Lord shall rejoice in his works he looketh on the earth and it trembleth he toucheth the hill and they smoke I will sing unto the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praise to my God while I have my being. My meditation of him shall be sweet. I will be glad in the Lord. I will be glad. I will be happy. We should be happy in the sense of the gladness that we receive from God. Let's see. Let's see what devotion has to say about this gladness. Okay, let's see what it says, guys. It says, rest yourself wholly in the hands of Jesus. Where do we find rest, guys? Where do we find rest? We should be resting ourselves wholly in the hands of Jesus. 
It says, contemplate his great love. And while you meditate upon his self-denial, his infinite sacrifice made in our behalf in order that we should believe in him, your heart will be filled with holy joy, calm, peace and indescribable love. How do you become glad in the Lord? How do you become um, appreciative and how do you fall in love, should I say, with Jesus? You focus on him. You look at his self-denial. The denial he did was that he is king of kings, lord of lords. He stepped down from his divinity, his sovereignty. He stepped down from that. He denied his true self, you know, creator, (laughs) ruler of this world. He denied his true self and he sacrificed his life. Why? In order for you, literally you individually right now, listening to the live in your home, in order for you to believe in him, in order for you to trust in him and that just focusing on that, just realizing that and accepting that gift, guys, it tells us that your heart should and will be filled with holy joy, calm, peace, indescribable love, indescribable love, just by focusing on the sacrifice. It says, as we talk of Jesus, as we call upon him in prayer, our confidence that he is our personal loving saviour will strengthen and his character will appear more and more lovely. You know, we can flip this around. We can flip this around, guys. The same way we're saying that if you focus on Jesus, If you appreciate and meditate on his self-denial, on the sacrifice he made for your life, if you think about the, the, um, the fact that he left his throne, came to earth, took on your sins, took on your, your, um, your unrighteousness in order for you to become righteous. When we do that, what does it say will happen? We will fall in love. We will have joy. We will have peace. We will be calm, right? It will strengthen us. We will have his character. Yeah. The same way we can flip that and we can say, if you don't focus on Jesus, if you hate him, if you deny him, If you reject him, if you don't accept the sacrifice, if you don't accept that he died for you, if you don't accept that he loves you, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't do these things, what is the opposite? You won't have joy. It means you will never be happy. It means you'll never have that calmness that you could have. It means you'll never have the peace that is actually truly promised to you. It means you'll never, ever realise what true, undescribable love really is. And so, unfortunately, guys, if you are an unbeliever and you don't accept the gift that God has given you, you also miss out. 
you will never know what you're missing out on because you've missed out, right? So you can't say, well, I'm not missing out. Well, how do you know? Because you haven't experienced it. The downside to this is that if we don't accept the gift, if we don't focus on Jesus, if we choose to push him out of our lives in our own steed, on our own merit, in our own strength, we will never be happy. We won't have joy. We won't have peace. We won't be calm, which is why I say to you, every single one of us have this God-shaped void in our hearts. Until you have Jesus, you're miserable. Until you have Jesus, you are never going to be happy until you accept him. He ain't coming here and dying for you just for you to sit there and, you know, pray and worship him and be merry. He's doing it to actually fulfill you, to actually benefit us. He knows how much we need him. He knows our true dependency lies in him. Hence, he's our creator. He created us. So he knows what we need more than we know what we need. He knows how we can be fulfilled more than we know how we can be fulfilled. Why is he sending us to look at him? Why is he telling us to focus on the sacrifice? Because it completes us. It makes us the creation, what we were destined to be. It gives us purpose. It gives us joy. It gives us a sense of worth. You know, guys, I I find it very hard. Let me know if you can show me, yeah? Let me know if you can show me. I find it very hard to find someone who has confidence, self-worth, value, and is an unbeliever in Jesus Christ. Show me someone who is, like, I'm not, I'm not talking about fake confidence. I'm not talking about confidence where you need a therapist to keep perking you up, where you need friends to keep perking you up, where you need, where, where literally your whole dependence lies on other people around you. I mean, inner self-confidence, inner self-worth, inner self-value, not dependent on any man, human, only on Jesus Christ. Show me someone who has that. Because I'll tell you, it ain't real until it's with him. It is not real. It is fleeting. It is temporary. It will subside. It says we may enjoy rich feasts of love. And as we fully believe that we are his by adoption, we have a foretaste of heaven. When we fully believe that we are his by adoption, when we fully accept we are children of God, when we fully accept we are his creation, we have a foretaste of heaven. We can have a sample, a snippet of what heaven really feels like. It says, wait upon the Lord in faith. The Lord draws our soul in prayer and gives us to feel his precious love. We have a nearness to him and can hold sweet communion with him. We obtain distinct views of his tenderness and compassion. And our hearts are broken and melted with contemplation of the love that is given to us. Look, we can take this down to an earthly um, feeling, okay? Let's take it down to an earthly level. 
when we focus on the goodness that your your spouse has done for you or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your wife or your husband or your your brother or your mother, your sister, when you focus on the things that your loved one has done for you guys, when you contemplate on the sacrifice your mum, your dad has made for you all your life, when you focus on the sacrifice that your 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 cousins or your you know your your sisters or your brothers have made for you throughout their lives, what does it do to you? Doesn't it make you want to love them more? Doesn't it doesn't it make you draw closer to them? Doesn't it make you feel a sense of intimacy with them? Of course it does. That is the type of intimacy Jesus requires from us. That is what he wants from us. He wants us to contemplate on his love, his devotion, his sacrifice. Why? It will melt us. It will give us the intimacy that not only he longs for, but we truly desire. It says we feel indeed an abiding Christ in the soul. We will feel that he is in us, one with us, just like we should be one with him. It says our peace is like a river. Wave after wave of glory rolls into the heart and indeed we sup with Jesus and he with us. We have a realising sense of the love of God and we rest in his love. No language can describe it. It is beyond knowledge. We are one with Christ. Our life is hid with Christ in God. We have an assurance that when he who is our life shall appear, we have an assurance, guys, that when he who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. It says with strong confidence, we can call God our father, whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. His spirit makes us like Jesus Christ in what? Temper, in what? Disposition. And we represent Christ to others. This can only be done. Do you see all the gifts that we're, we're, we're promised? Just by this is all stemming from us focusing on what on the sacrifice, the self denial that Jesus has done for us. Do you see what is promised? We have peace like a river. We have intimacy. We have tenderness. We have communion. We become one. Christ will abide in our hearts. All of these things are promised to us purely by contemplating on the love He has for us, whether we live or die. We are the Lord's. Whether we are persecuted or not, we are the Lord's. Whether things work out how we want them to work out or not, we are the Lord's. Whether your prayers are answered according to how you want them to be answered or not, you belong to someone. A price has been paid for you. A price has been paid for you. Whether we live or die, 
We are the Lord's. His spirit makes us like Jesus Christ in what, guys? Temper and disposition, right? And we represent Christ to others. When Christ is abiding in the soul, the fact cannot be hid. For he is like a well of water springing up into everlasting life. We can but represent the likeness of Christ in our character and our words, our deportment produces in others a deep abiding, increasing love for Jesus. And we make manifest that we are conformed to the image of Christ. We make manifest that we are conformed to look to represent, to have the same image of Jesus Christ. That is the only way you get into heaven. You know that, right? If you don't have this image of Christ, if you are not the image of Christ in temper, in disposition, in how you speak, in how you act, in how you behave, if you haven't got that disposition, you are not going to heaven, guys. Nor am I. (laughs) Nor am I. If I don't have it, there ain't no amounts of crying, no amounts of whining, no amounts of pretending and forcing or nothing is going to change. Nothing's going to change. The rules are the rules. The law is the law. Nothing is bent to get us anywhere. We have to conform. We have to change in order to take on these blessings. We have to be the ones to change. Don't worry. We got help. We got assistance because we can't change ourselves. It's truly by the grace of God, truly by him. I hope that was for someone this morning. Why are we glad in the Lord, guys? Why are we glad in the Lord? Because we know, we know what he's done for us. We know the sacrifice he's made for us. We know the joys and the promises and the blessings he has in store for us. That is why we're glad. That is why we should be happy. No matter what happens, no matter how our lives look right now or how they will look tomorrow or how they look the next day, no matter what, we are still his. We are still his. Ain't that something? I think that's something. <laughs>